Patrick Swayze, the star of the new A&E show, The Beast, had to be taken to the hospital on Friday as he was diagnosed with pneumonia, which was a result of the chemotherapy he's been undergoing for his cancer. That's too bad, but uh, his agent was quoted in saying, If Patrick's immune system could do the same job he does on the screen, he should pull out of this in no time. He then received the call that Swayze was diagnosed with AIDS. Uh, the producers of his new show learned about his cancer diagnosis only four hours after Amy picked up the show. That's not too bad. I mean, the last time it was announced the main star of a TV show was suffering with a terrible disease, the show continued to be successful. I mean, even with a severe case of elephantitis, Drew Carey is still hosting The Price is Right. <laughs> the president of A&E was sympathetic, however, to, to Swayze's plight. He said, Chemotherapy can take its toll on the immune system, and illnesses are part of that. He was also quoted to have mentioned that while chemotherapy generally degrades the acting ability of an individual... Luckily, it wouldn't be a factor for Patrick. <laughs> out of shooting the twelve, <laughs> uh. out of shooting the twelve episodes after the pilot, the actor missed only one day of work. The producer said, "That's great, good job, Pat." Unfortunately, his one day off was uneventful, as it was a Sunday, which means the liquor stores were closed, and his go-to hooker didn't answer his calls. Great job, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, we wish Patrick the best in his fight with cancer. Luckily for him, he's got a good experience fighting. You know, you've seen the movie, uh, that one movie that he was in where he fights people. Roadhouse? Yeah, that one. You've seen Roadhouse. Yeah. Unfortunately, scientists still don't have a conclusion on the effects cancer takes with a roundhouse kick. <laughs> That's the monologue. <laughs> That's the monologue. Yeah, end that one quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to, uh, another eventful and frightening episode of Mayo Radio. This is Casey. And this is Matt. This is <laughs> Where, uh, so why haven't we had one up sooner? Um, I don't know if you can tell <clears throat> by the uh, slightly uh, uh, weathered sound of my voice today. I've been suffering with uh, what I like to call the Black Plague. Um, I've had a terrible, terrible cold. Uh, I've had, I, st- I started uh, feeling a little sick last week last Wednesday, um, and today is a week from then, and I'm still recovering uh, from this cold. I've been bedridden for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I was bedridden and completely just out of it, feeling like shit, complete shit. Oh my god, I felt so crappy. I couldn't talk, I was coughing, it was, I don't, I don't know if I've been that sick in, in years. And uh, luckily for me, I don't have medical insurance right now, so... That wasn't very fun, having to deal with it on my own. Couldn't you just, like, buy some sort of over-the-counter drugs? Yeah, yeah, I've, been just, I've, I've, I've gone through, like, three bottles of uh, cold medicine that I've bought. Like, two different, like, Tylenols, and I just finished uh, a bottle of, uh, like, I don't remember what it was called, fuck. Just some other weird medicine. Did you take a lot of cold medicine at once? Uh, no, I took it directed by the label. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I use it as directed. Okay. That's no fun. Yeah, well, it felt like shit already. I didn't want to have a bad trip or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, man, no, I don't know. Man, I... Oh, I think it's been, like, two years since I've been that sick. I remember the last time um, that I got really, really sick. I, actually, I still had medical insurance with Target. And, uh, God, I remember, like, sitting in the waiting room at, like, I didn't have an appointment because it was just, like, urgent care or whatever. And I was, like, in the waiting room and I was, like, rocking in my chair because I was in so much pain. The lady was, like, bloody yeah, fingers all I was over bloody you. fingers, yeah. Nah, no, dude, I felt so crappy. And I don't I don't even think they could do anything for me because I think it was just, like, a, a flu or something, something they couldn't really cure. So you shouldn't make fun of Patrick Swayze. You're right, I shouldn't make fun of Magic Swayze. Thank you for teaching me the moral of this story and the error of my ways. That's the moral of this cast. Don't moral make of this fun cast of Patrick is, Swayze. Yeah, not, don't, it's not don't make fun of people with illnesses. It's just don't it make doesn't fun of matter Swayze. if they're people with cancer that are just regular people. Like, but because it's Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Everybody hey. else just doesn't count because <laughs> you never hey, I hear saw, about I it. I saw Ghost. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. You saw Ghost? <laughs> yeah, did you see Ghost? I never did. There's one scene where they're making a pot together on a pot. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has, like, heard of that. Like, I've heard, okay, that was what you are going to talk about. I could have talked about that. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he's as good at making pots as he is battling with cancer. <laughs> I don't know. He must, he'd have a lot of pots right now. Yeah, yeah, fucking a lot of pots. You have a lot of pots. He was good at pot smoking. He could open up a pot shop. Pot shop. Cancer pot shop. I wonder, okay, like, so what does he have again? Like, his cancer. Oh. Leukemia or some shit. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because I was going to can't get medical drugs, illegal drugs for that sort of thing, can you? I suppose you uh, probably... I it, think, well, I think that you can... I think to ease the pain, some, maybe. Yeah, there are some cancers that they prescribe pot. But it Wasn't it like your doctor. glaucoma and like other weird stuff yeah, yeah, like that? Yeah, like glaucoma, isn't it your eyes? Glaucoma in your eyes. I think leukemia you might be able to... I, th- I think that for a lot of cancers out there, you can actually um, get it as a way to e- ease the pain and a way to um, give you an appetite if you yeah, really have lost it. Yeah, takes away your appetite. Yeah, it just like rapes your whole system pretty much and like yeah I guess it helps in a lot of ways that's weird cause I actually back when uh I used to know people that did that sort of thing uh, <coughs> I know that, <laughs> are you trying to say something about yourself Casey <laughs> I don't know I know that there is this one situation I knew that there were these dealers back in our hometown and it was two girls living together that both worked at the same place. I didn't know who they were, but their story was one of them had some sort of condition like that, and the other one sold it so that her friend could have uh, the extra stuff that they would have left over so that she could, like, eat and stuff, which is makes it kind of dumb that it, a drug like that hasn't been sort of legalized and they still have to put people through that dangerous sort of situation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think if you if you push hard enough and you find the right doctor, you can get it. Yeah. But uh, I can understand, like, because now haven't they even like outlawed salvia? I have no idea. I believe they have. I think I read something. No, but about I think that. I think if anything, I think they're lessening the laws. I thought I read an article about uh, they changed like if you got caught with it, it wouldn't be. Um, they like changed the type of uh, law or like the type of. Just like a, a fine, a like a lesser. Yeah, it was just like a fine, a fine or something. Or like some cops just threw it away and just let you go, and as long as they got rid of it and stuff like that. Yeah, I read about that too. I don't know if it was Massachusetts or something, but it was like some town where the cops there basically just said, "Yeah, we're not even gonna enforce that law anymore." So it's basically yeah, illegal the law in was that so, town. Yeah, yeah, because the law was so vague. That's what it was. Yeah, and they couldn't enforce it because there were some cops that got like in trouble for enforcing it or something. Who knows? Obama, hope and change. I hope he changes the marijuana law. Because <laughs> that would be... Why, we, we can't... I, why are we turning Mayor Radio into a soapbox for pot? I don't you know. Bastard. It's just... I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's something I think about every once in a while. And, like, I don't do it. And I'm really not interested in doing it ever again in my life. But... I don't know, it would be cool if it was available, because it would probably be a lot safer than the stuff is out there. And it's already a lot safer than a lot of things that are out there, but everybody has already heard this shit before, so I don't really need to rehash it, I guess. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Rehash it. Um, Rehashy shit? Hash. (laughs) Check out my hash pipe. So what were we talking about before we got on that? (coughs) Patrick Swayze. Oh yeah, well, he should totally smoke dope. Yeah, Patrick Swayze would be the coolest pothead. <laughs> he has the <laughs> biggest ears. Like, he would just like be staring in a mirror the whole time, laughing at his face. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's why he says the big Okay, hair. so he's even he's got cancer, and like most people with cancer, though, like 
Dude, if I had cancer, I'd be a bitch. Like, I'd be like in bed. I'd be like, "Fuck you, bring me some soup." I wouldn't be on a. Like, I wouldn't be on a TV show unless yeah, I was like a TV show, taping like, me die in bed. Or if I was an extra on a hospital show or something, like the camera pans by as I'm laying in bed, like I would at home anyways, and they cut me a check for it. Yeah, you can't just roll over and die though. That would be lame. No, if I'm, you got cancer, you just <laughs> lay in bed all day. Yep. Yeah. I'd go, fuck this! You'd just be like, ugh, all the time. <laughs> My life is over! <laughs> and I just, everyone, people would come by to visit, and I'd go, go away! Don't look at me! I hate you! I just alienate all my friends. I'd buy a bunch of wigs if I had cancer. <laughs> I'd have sweet wigs if I had cancer. I already have so many good ones that would be, like, perfect, because they're just all terrible. You have uh, wigs? Yeah, I have some wigs. I didn't know you had wigs. Like, Halloween wigs. Yeah, I didn't know you had wigs. Yeah, it's what not like it's a big you, deal uh, or anything. Just... You no, know, it is a big deal. How long have I known you and I didn't know you had Halloween wigs? It's like not a big deal at all. It's like, no, it's a huge I have, deal. I have like a I have like a punk rocker wig. What the fuck? I didn't know about that. <laughs> I have a, uh, and I have one that I found at a dollar store that looks like it was obviously like an old woman's wig that brought it into the store and Dude, no way. Yeah, I have two why wigs. Why don't you why don't you tell me these things? Uh, you have two wigs, and I had no idea. Because <laughs> do you have cancer, and do you need some? Or do you actually have Matt, cancer? Matt, <clears throat> I have something to tell you. If you did, then you wouldn't even be talking to me now. You'd just be laying in bed. Yeah, I'd be laying in bed going, Oh, no! <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah. Okay. So today, so today was my first uh, full day back at work since I've been sick. Since oh. I got sick, I, I've been in, I, I was in, uh, last week I went in for like a half a day and then I left at like lunch because I felt so crappy. And on Monday I went in to finish some things and then left because I felt so bad. Man, you really but, would uh, be laying in bed if you had cancer. Yeah, like I have a cold and I'm fucking giving up. Can't even stay at work. That's it, life's over, I'm coughing, I give <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, but yeah. You went to no, America. Uh, I've got a pretty sweet job, though. I mean, like, I they were real, they were totally cool about me um, being out, being sick. They weren't like upset. And like when I came back today, they weren't like, "Oh, you gotta do all this because you missed all this work." They were totally chill. Like, what would they even make you do? I guess there's not really anything. Do you have do. like ex? Do you have like an inbox, outbox of stuff you need to get done, or is it just like a day by day thing? Oh, it's mostly a day by day thing, but uh. It's actually, if I miss too many days in a row, then a lot of uh, things get through, like my email and stuff that I should be responding to and should uh -huh. be adding to my boss's calendars and stuff. You can do that so if I don't note. show up. Okay, yeah. No, I, I wish. I, I mean, um, there are some, there's a certain level of employee that once you reach that level, they give you permission to work from home. Uh -huh. But because I'm still hourly, um, I can't, they don't give me permission to work from home. Uh -huh. Well, that's nice. I've actually been uh, helping sick people by uh, donating my that's body to science. Bullshit. Lately. That's what I've been doing yeah. while you've been sick. Yeah, I've but been, hold on. I've been helping you in some capacity while you've been laying around. No, because none of the drugs that I took had codeine in them. Yeah, but if you had the painkiller, <laughs> then you wouldn't be complaining so much. No, you're yeah. only helping like future drug addicts. Yeah, I suppose. But... <laughs> so See, what exactly are you testing? What are you testing at Prax right now? It's, uh, well, if you don't know what Prax is, it's just a medical testing facility where that's what it is, and you test drugs. And, uh, and I'm testing fat oxy... to sit around and do drugs. I'm testing oxycodone, which is basically uh, non-FDA certified drug that's just basically a knockoff of oxycotton which is a pain reliever i think i believe and uh but <laughs> it's not like we go there and do it and everybody's messed up the whole time because that would be <laughs> awesome but like 
<laughs> when you get there, they actually give you, like, a dose the night before of, like, something to get rid of the effects. And then, and then when you wake up the next morning, they give you another dose of the stuff so you won't feel the effects. And then you take the drug. And then the next day you take another thing so you don't feel the effects. So there's absolutely no way you'd feel the effects of it. But, like... Surprisingly, but they're testing how it like affects huh? your blood, and they're testing yeah. how it like affects your blood. And they're stuff. just basically test like they're just testing not like to see how people react to it, just how it like dissolves in your blood and how long it stays okay. in your system and stuff like that. And do you but, have to uh, like give blood and stuff when you're there? Huh? They like draw blood and see what your blood oh, is like every once in a while. They draw so much fucking blood while you're there. Like the first day you get there, you just do one. I think after you've taking the non-drug stuff and then the next morning after you actually take it i believe it's like for either three or four hours straight it's like every half hour they draw your blood and then they break it up more and more but i know that total in all after i'm done with this whole thing they will have drawn my blood like 44 times god and they but, prick you a new time every time. Every time they don't like put an IV. No, nope, they get you every time. But luckily for yeah. me, like my right arm is like a heroin addict arm, and like the vein, no matter like if I'm flexing or not, you can always feel the vein. Like it's just oh, yeah. really, so it's really easy for them to find it. Cause there are some people that go there and aren't as lucky, and like they can't find it and so they get stabbed like multiple times and like got to oh. get the needle moving around in there and yeah it's uh it sucks for some people but i don't know there's and surprisingly too when i went there there were a lot of people that uh dropped out before the study even started like i guess there are two guys that left before the first night was over and then there were um there was another guy sitting right next to me, and after he had taken the non-drug stuff, he's like, oh, I have to lay down, my tummy hurts. And then, so then he <laughs> laid down, and then he ended up leaving, too. But, like, wow, I was so shocked, because, like, you go there for two weekends, and you get, for this one, we're getting, like, 1200 bucks just for two weekends. Like, that's a lot of money for barely doing anything, and the whole time that's you're there, you just do your homework, and... They show movies all day and stuff, so that's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, so I would have to be, like, dead for them to drag me out of there. Because, like, I could feel, like, as fucked up as humanly possible and I would not leave. The only thing that would possibly make me leave, and this is what happened when I was there, was... Okay, for this study, for some reason, it ended up being more girls than guys, and there are, like, four girls to every guy in this study, and there's, like... All right, all there's, right. like, 44 people, but for selecting movies, the girls selected the first two. Two fucking Matthew McConaughey movies back-to-back, oh and I swear to God, God the storyline was exactly the same in both of them, and first one was uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days with Kate Hudson. So oh, we watched that, that shit, and we were like, God damn it. And then they pop in the next one, and it's Failure to Launch with an even uglier bitch, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> so it's like, God damn it, same exact story with, like, not even <coughs> someone attractive in it. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so I pretty hey, much wanted to just... He's a manly man, but he's in shitty I, movies. What? He's a manly man, but he's in fucking shitty yeah. movies. And then after that, somebody s- tried to pick a third one, so it was going to be a third... McConaughey movie, but I was just like, no! Like, I made that sound after. Because they were like, we can either watch uh, this other movie that I knew Matthew McConaughey was in, or something else, and I was just like, we ended up watching, like, Uncle Buck or something. So it was like, <laughs> complete, I was like, I don't give a fuck, just no more of this shit. He <laughs> was fucking Uncle Buck. Yeah, so we watched, dude, we watched such a wide variety of movies. We watched those two, and then I remember we watched uh, The House Bunny, which actually was, which actually was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Really? And then we watched uh, the fucking Terminator one day. <laughs> like, the movies were just all over the place. It was pretty awesome. And you then, guys should watch Requiem for a Dream. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone there would be like, we're fucking get me out of here. Ass to ass. Ass to ass. 
My favorite line in the movie. <laughs> that's a shout out to Jake, I guess, because he loves that line. I know, that's the best line <laughs> in any movie ever made. Ass to ass. <laughs> no, but that sounds like a pretty sweet gig. Like, uh, I've never been qualified for practice because I'm a fat ass. So they, they're always like, no, can't do it. Yeah, that's you... a pretty sweet gig. Two weekends and you're making bank, man. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is you have to wait so long before doing another one, but... um. How long do you have to wait? I think it's either like 60 or 90 days. But I should be able to get into another one before I'm done with school, so... That'll be nice. Make some more money. Don't have to worry about getting a job just yet. Just worry about school and doing whatever I want, basically. For a doing oxycodone. Doing oxycodone. Yep. <laughs> that's a pretty sweet uh, gig. That's like a job, almost. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So I know uh, you're getting done with school, and um, eventually you're going to have to enter this dreaded job market. And I know uh, we were talking, um, I think on the phone the other day or something, about uh, you were thinking about like what your dream job would be. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what, do you think, <laughs> what do you think your dream job would be if you had to pick? Because I've been thinking about it too. But uh, I want to hear yours before I embarrass myself. With like mine. something realistic or just whatever? I don't know. I, do you, do. I mean... Yeah, something realistic, but then at the same time, like, fucking shoot with the stars. Pick two. I don't know. Like, I have a bunch of alternative things that I've thought of that, like, since I don't know what to do, like, rob houses or something like that. <laughs> but, like... No, okay, that's not an alternative dream job. That's, like, an alternative, like, yeah, no, fantasy that's, yeah, way to make money. It's not a dream job. It's just an alternative to, like, getting a job because I don't know what to do. But, like, <laughs> um... I don't know, like, okay, one of them would probably be, like, writing for, although, like, us doing this would probably shoot my chances for that, but (laughs) writing for, like, a uh, kids' TV comedy show like Drake and Josh or some of those new ones they have on Nickelodeon. (laughs) I think those shows are so You love that shit, man. Those shows are, I think those shows are... Absolutely hilarious, and I think right like they've they slip in so much, so many subtle things into it. That's obviously like adult humor and like sexual references, like all the time. But it's also just really funny. So that would be one of them. And uh, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else. Something. But, you, but to that's do not it. even that's not even a shoot. That's like. That's your shoot for the stars dream job right there? That's the one that you would... Well, okay, if I was, like... The, shoot like, for the, the fucking stars, man. Anything. <laughs> well, f- yeah, okay, first you yeah, like, keep it realistic. And no, I, I said pick two. That's stupid. Pick two, fucker. All right, all right god damn it. My that one's, like, be, realistic, like uh, someone being a writer. assassin so I could shoot you in the face <laughs> and then pay myself. You fucking asshole. No, uh, it would be, like, probably working in, like... The film industry, because I've always really liked, like, I originally went to school for film, and ended up changing my mind, but now I kind of wish I would have either stuck with it or done other film stuff in some capacity, because I haven't worked with cameras at all the entire time I've been at school, although I may be able to in one of these classes I'm in now, and I'll probably take advantage of that just to fuck around with the camera and tape a bunch of shit before I have to hand it in again, so. Directing. Directing a movie? Yeah, that'd be cool. I think I could do a good job at it. I watch a lot of movies and know that majority of the stuff up there is shit, so I would at least know (laughs) how to make a movie that wasn't shit, so it'd probably be, like, really highly acclaimed because everything is shit right now. Well, there you go. There, that's your dream job. See, that wasn't hard, was it? Well, you made it more difficult than it had to be. You're an ass. That's no, good. I uh, I think uh, no, dude. Directing movies like that's a that's fucking like that would be so. I would love to be in in like the movie industry. Like, I don't even. I mean, whether it be behind the scenes, like writing it or directing it or producing it, or like being an actor or even like a like shitty like half actor, like supporting actor. Like that would be tight. <laughs> supporting supporting actors get Oscars, dude. Like that's no, not they're shit. shitty. Supporting actors get Oscars, so that's like not <laughs> shit in any way. No, 
they're shitty. <laughs> no, okay, they're not shitty. Not. I don't mean like. I don't mean like supporting actors. It's like Philip like Seymour Hoffman actor. is like just a. <laughs> he does kind of look like he looks like shit most of the time, <laughs> but he's such a kick-ass actor though. No, I, I mean like just minor, like you know, no no big breaking roles or anything. I would just like to be an actor. Like, mainly like, because mainly because my dream girlfriend is Anne Hathaway. Oh, so I, okay. would make, I would make her mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot for the stars. I am shooting for the stars. Obviously. Shoot. Shut up. <laughs> What's your no, second uh, dream? Wait, you haven't even named your first dream job yet, have you? No, yeah, I'm just talking about your shit. So now, you're... um, as much as I would like to be, um, <coughs> in uh, in Hollywood, I think like if I had to pick a shoot for the stars dream job. Um, I might have to be as cliche as everyone else out there and say that I would want to be a musician. I think, yeah. uh, like, to be able to, to, to like, write music and have, like... And it's not even all, all about the money either. It's just the fact that, like, people would, like, really dig, like, the shit that I was playing and, like, just the feeling of, like, playing a show and, like, looking down and having these people that are coming to this show just to see you, to see the shit that you've written... And, like, to listen to you play. And, like, you can see him singing along and, like, shit like that. Like, that would be a pretty intense experience. I think that is... Like, and it's really funny because, like, uh, my music taste varies so, so much. Like, I will listen to the slowest of slow minimalist folk. Like, really slow, easy, like, easy listening acoustic stuff. Not easy listening, but, like, you know, like, really bizarre slow things. I'll listen to that. <laughs> really but at the same time... Slow yeah, but then at the same time, I'll listen to shit like, like, I'll, there's metal that I enjoy, like Norma Jean I'll listen to and rock out in my car every once in a while, like, and so I, I find myself um, torn between the two of my dream job, is that part of me wants to be, like, part of me wants to, like, be famous by writing songs on my acoustic or whatever and playing, like, really small intimate shows and, like, small clubs where it's just, like, me and a guitar and maybe a few other people up on stage. Like, that is, like, huge. You can do that easily, dude. No, I know. I mean, like, but be, like, acclaimed for it. Like, uh. like, like, you know, go on a national tour and sell out these small shows. Like, play, like, at First Ave or whatever and have everyone there. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, at the, on the other hand, I want to be in, like, the fucking, fucking metal band playing guitar, shredding it and, like, flying across the stage with, like, pumping the audience up. Like, that would be... Oh, like I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've listened to like Every Time I Die, but their live show is really like energetic and like it's really like that. That's the kind of band that I would be in. It's like they're just it's chaos music. They're fucking shredding it and like screaming and like the crowd's into it and they're playing. ACDC. Oh. No, fuck ACDC. Dude, but that's like <laughs> doing that shit to the max. Like, well, no, I mean like more insane than that. Like harder shit. Um, like harsh. All right. Like. Like squealing guitars, I don't know, good stuff. But yeah, that would have to but be. Yeah, and the best part about being that, as opposed to somebody else who's acclaimed for something, is that you don't really have to be a role model to anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, you could be, but it's more fun not to be. Well, and it's not even that. It's not even. I don't think musicians are really about role model. I mean, I understand what you mean, though. Like, you see an actor and like. They say you just get fucked up gossip. all the time. <laughs> Part of your <laughs> job, and like you're yeah. expected to do it, and yeah. you get like more popular the more you do it. So <laughs> it like helps you in a lot of ways. But yeah, you and can... but if you're but if you're like an actor who's critically acclaimed and you're getting fucked up, then all the tabloids are reporting you, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's a piece of shit." Yeah, that's so. Which that's why it's better to be yeah. a musician. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I think, saying. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm fucker. So what do you say, Matt? Let's start a band. <laughs> Hey, I have this really idea for a three-piece, and I think you can play the drums, and I'll play the bass guitar. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get someone else to play um, electric guitar. All right. And I think we could write some like you know upbeat pop punk tunes. Oh, like who? Uh, I think we could cover like some old Blink One Eighty Two. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm kind of getting into this new band called Alkaline Trio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll shift it up a little bit and we'll play a little bit like them, too. I don't know if that uh, needs any explaining. 
I'm not, I'm not going to explain any of that. But anyways, so what's your second? I, so were those both dream jobs? One's like those were like my shooting uh, stars dream jobs. But uh, actually, right now, as weird as it sounds, um, and I've kind of been like looking at this too. And I guess, I guess maybe this isn't super realistic, but um, uh, it actually started before I got my job where I'm at now. Where I'm working um, downtown. Um, but before I started working downtown, I um, do you know who Bungie is? No. Nope. Bungie is the video game company that made Halo. Okay. Halo two and three, and uh, like, for like obviously uh, Jeremy and I were really into Halo three. We played a lot online or whatever. Um, but like, by playing it online, um, we found on you know they have this whole website um called you know Bungie dot That's the company that makes Halo. And uh, there's, like, this whole community and stuff on there. And um, I actually found on there, like, job descriptions, like, they were hiring. And so I actually, I looked into it, and, uh, and they're, they're based in, it's called Kirkland, and it's in Washington. And it's, like, a mile away from Seattle. Okay. And so it's actually, it's out there right next to, like, the Microsoft headquarters. And for some reason, I've just been, like, mesmerized by this company. I think it would be the most exciting, like, for some reason, part of me wants so badly to to work for this small little video game company and just like because I, I don't know their attitude and they're like they're nerdy like i am and they're designing video games but they're really funny and uh the more i looked into it the more i think seattle is like one of my dream places to live too just because it's not ever really cold and it's not ever really really hot and it seems like especially like Art or like art yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. they have a really good scene when it comes to anything. Like, and because you know, one state down is like Oregon, so I've got Portland right there too. Yeah, which is another you know, a claim. You know, I mean, some of my favorite bands come out of Portland, like the Decemberists are from. Portland. That's one place I've always wanted to go to is Seattle for some reason. See Kurt Cobain's old house. <laughs> no, but for some reason, um, I've just been like, like obsessed with with this company. The problem is though. Is that I, you know, I'm still in school and I still haven't, I haven't really studied anything in regards to like design aspect, like technical design for video games or like coding for computer software. So it's like I don't really see myself fitting in at their company at this point in my life. Yeah. Without, you know, without maybe switching my studies around and studying hard into a different subject. Mm -hmm. But like for some reason, like there's this, like, there's this part of me that just wants to pack everything up and go like, see what it's like and like start I don't know it's weird like it sucks cause you know I've got a lot of friends here my whole family's here in Minnesota and you know all my friends are here everyone I grew up with and I have a lot of really good friends and I live with my awesome roommates but like it's just so I can't think I can't think of the word that I would use but it's just like I don't know I can't I can't really explain it I just want to pack up and go like it's like I want to try this other life out and see what it's like there's an allure there it is, the about allure, it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Thanks, English major. Dude, like... Yeah, if you end up ever moving somewhere crazy like that, let me know, because maybe I'll move there with you. Alright, we'll go out there together. You can use your uh, you can use your degree out in Seattle, and we can continue Mayo Radio podcasting together. We can start a band, and... Uh, yeah. I'll shoot myself in the <laughs> face. After our first, during our first show. And then you can make your own spin-off band, like Tenacious D style, after yeah. something really tragic happens and you just start making, like, kids music. Yeah. We should go out there and start a kids band, like the Wiggles or something. Like the Wiggles. Yeah. We'll do it at, like, kids reading times and it'll be both of us, like, unshaven, just wearing, like really weird clothes and stuff and like like pasty white makeup or something <laughs> and we'll like kids we'll wear eyes. like pasty white makeup and we'll put like blush on our nose so our noses are really red for some reason yeah and we can just do it <laughs> drunk and stuff and like and we'll sing about the ABCs and tell the police if daddy touches you there <laughs> that'd be cool yeah, I think we're in. Dream job. There it is. That's my new realistic dream job. It's starting a... Starting a, you know, kids music group. I don't know how you go about starting something like that. Like, saying, oh, we want to sing to little kids. 
<laughs> Where do we go to do that? When, when you look like I do, it's not really something you can walk up to people and go, I'd like to sing to your children. Yeah. That's Neither the kind of, thing of us. I get arrested and I for. just look untrustworthy. <laughs> we both. You've got shifty eyes, that's what it is. Yeah, but I can't help it because one of them's kind of lazy, so that's why they're <laughs> like that. The truth comes out, Matt. Your lazy eye. Oh, you're finding out everything about me in this podcast. Everything intimate. That I have Things wigs I didn't know and my about your eye, wigs. One of my eyes is lazy. I was blind in one of my eyes. I was legally blind in my left eye as a child. And now I'm finding out too. Every time I drink, like I'm finding out new weird things about it. That's basically like my body about telling me I can't do it anymore, which really makes me sad because I like drinking? to do that sometimes. But, like, because recently, like, it's been, if I do it, then the entire next day is ruined, and I feel like I'm on the verge of a panic attack all day. Plus, now, it's like one of my, like, my eyes get blurry and stay blurry the whole next day, and I have, like, a really hard time reading stuff. So I think my I'm, like, killing myself, or it's just, <laughs> it's like my body just doesn't want me to do it anyway. Oh, you're not getting so drunk an, enough. It's another new thing about me. No, you're not getting drunk enough, that's why. Oh, God. You need to get more drunk. It's strange, because, like, on the day after New Year's Eve, I felt totally fine in every way. But now it's, like, just really weird. But, yeah, so... Singing to kids in Seattle. While drunk. While would drunk. You, would, you deal, would you deal with the blurry next day if we could sing the kids drunk in Seattle? Oh, I wouldn't have to see them. No, but, I mean, would you deal with the next day? I mean... Would you be able to handle being all blurry the next day? Yeah. Every day after a gig, you'd be you'd be okay with that? Oh, like, so not while... Just in life, in your life. I'm just saying, if we went out to Seattle and we got drunk and sang to kids, and the next day you felt like shit every single time, would it be worth singing to kids drunk? Oh, hell yeah. Shit? Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it now and not doing anything with it. Like... <laughs> I'm just drinking, not doing anything, so if I did something, I would make it worth it, I guess. I suppose you're right. We should uh, we should get drunk and send the kids more often. Because, yeah. like, it sucks, because, like, it's fun going to school like that, too. Like, after you drink a, a bit the night before, and you still feel it the next morning. Because, like, especially me, I have early classes, so, like, I'll still feel it, like, pretty well. And I used to have fun being that way, because then I'd go to class and be, like, really extra talkative and stuff. (laughs) And, like, get way more involved in my classes than usual. But now it's, like, I can't read the fucking board, so I don't even know what's going on. So I'm just like, God, this sucks. So So it was was a way for you to uh, socially lubricate yourself. (laughs) Well, now wasn't, it's fucking wasn't with why I, That wasn't why I did it, but like... No, but I mean, it helped. It helped your next day in class. You were talkative, you were learning more. Yeah. I just well, felt fuck. like... I just we need to get scientists need... on this. We need the best of the best going for the fucking Nobel Prize for Science to cure Matt. No children left behind is behind. that every kid should drink the night before school. Because <laughs> no every kid will be way behind. more involved in classes. <laughs> No children left behind, that's right. No that's the uh, sober children. No sober children left behind, goddammit. <laughs> and that's the way we roll. That's yeah. the way we roll. Do you think anything new and crazy is going to come of the Obama administration? I don't know, but uh, you want to hear something I heard? Yeah. Dude, Obama's black. <laughs> Are you serious? Weird? Yeah. You know what? I was like, okay... There have been a lot of weird things I've been thinking about, like, leading up to the election. Like, first of all, okay, I was watching the History Channel. Do you ever watch mm-hmm. the History Channel? Um, only when Hitler's Bodyguards is on. Okay, well. I'm just kidding. They had, really do you remember the Armageddon week? That was only, like, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, where they talk about the, the Mayans and their calendar. Yeah. Well, anyways, one of the episodes basically talked about... Uh, the Antichrist, and what would happen when he came? You're shaking your head already. <laughs> you like, an idiot. No, no I but am seriously, so sick of that shit. No, no, but dude, just listen. Okay, because okay. they went into it and explained it a bunch, and I don't remember all the details. But basically, what it came down to was like, oh uh, well, 
the Bible says all these things will happen before the Antichrist comes here. And then they pointed to all these events and histories that could be... I mean, some of them seemed like it was quite a stretch, like even matching right. it to the Bible, which is already, like, really messed up. And, yeah, it's a stretch in itself. But, like, they uh, matched it up too much things. So, basically, they're saying, oh, yeah, the Antichrist is coming real soon. And if he came, he would most likely be a politician... Because he would first have to gain the trust of many people, and then once he became, once he came into power, he would bring about the end of the world. Because that's the only way he could really do it. Which I don't get. Because like you'd think he'd have powers and shit, and he could just come back as like a huge monster and just like destroy everything. Because right, that's right. like what the Bible's like. So that's what it should. Well, it's be a like. good thing we didn't elect Hillary. <laughs> but yeah, but like <laughs> so kidding. it basically set it all up, and that program never came out or really insinuated it. But basically, it was like, oh yeah, Obama is could be the Antichrist because everybody's all behind him. So that's interesting. It's so dumb. So then I imagine like him on inauguration day, like them being like. The new president, Barack Obama, and him being like, I am the devil. <laughs> he's like, he touches, he puts his hand on the Bible, and it just bursts into flames, and he's like, Argh. Yeah, so. if, he was, if he was really the Antichrist, wouldn't uh, Abe Lincoln's old Bible have let on fire? Probably. Because you know the Bible that they swear in on is Abe Lincoln's Bible, the one that he swore on. Yeah, that's not always. That was just for him, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if they did it for, I think they only do it for presidents. They might have done it for Biden, but I don't remember. Yeah, Biden had, like, a weird, like, really, <coughs> really big, old, thick one. Yeah, yeah. I know he was sworn in on a different one, but, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they'll really, uh, I could see him trying to, he seems passionate about his job, and I think he is going to try to make a lot of things different. I yeah, don't know no, if I he's, mean, I'm I don't know him. if he's going to make kids drink the night before school, but. Damn it! I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I guess. What kind of uh, what kind of laws would you put in place if you were the president? If I was the president, um, first of all, uh, Thursdays would be a no working day. So you'd work a three you'd work a three day work week and then have a day off and then work Friday and then have the weekend off. That would be the new work week. Why not because like Wednesday and then two days because, and then two more days? Because Thursday is Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wednesday is Whiskey Wednesday, so which do you want? Yeah, but not, but but not everyone in America would enjoy whiskey. I mean, so I'm, just I, for I people like that want to drink water and stuff, like <laughs> yeah, you can drink water, you can drink alcohol, you can drink whatever you want for Thursdays. <laughs> no, man, I don't know. Um, I uh, if I were president, um. Without uh, without getting on my on my soapbox and preaching my own personal political views, I think I would definitely um, overturn the laws on gay marriage because uh, that's something I'm passionate about. However, uh, my my opinions on abortion, I think that there's too many heated disagreements on that, and I don't think the president should be making uh, a decision on that. I think um, that might be something that should vary from state to state, um, just because I think uh, abortion is something so. And I know, I know gay marriage is, is pretty heated after, too, but I think there's a big difference between two people who love each other and want to spend their life together versus, the, the, you know, whether or not you're killing something that's, you know, been alive or not. And I think, I think killing something, you know, in abortion, I think there's a lot more gray area between, okay, well, is it alive or is it still not really alive? I think there's a lot more gray area there I than there is. Feel, I don't even feel alive half the time. Yeah, great. <laughs> I think there's a lot more... <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just no, saying. I, don't think, I think there's a lot more gray area in, in like, an abortion law, like, making sure the law is set or whatever, um, than there is with, with something like gay marriage. Because I, I personally, I equate um, gay marriage to the same thing as, like, women's suffrage or, you know, uh, African Americans getting their rights. I just think it's a matter of time before it happens and, you know, in a hundred years when we look back on history, if, you know, Obama isn't the Antichrist. If we're still alive in a hundred years, I think it'll be something we'll look back and be like, oh, that's silly, why the fuck didn't we give him their, well, their he, rights? Well, he got the nuke codes recently, so he'll probably be dead pretty soon. Okay, that's He's good first going to come out, though, and make everybody slaves for a while. And uh, and that... everybody will go along with it, because they'll be like, oh, he's just a black guy getting revenge. No, because, no, look, we'll be slaves, and he'll have it under the impression that we're creating new jobs. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be boosting the economy as slaves. Kind of makes... Oh, I guess not. Yeah, it would just, like, but you can't be inhumane to your slaves. Not yet. Not until we no. get rolling. And then he starts, and he's like, well, this is revenge for slavery. And then and then he's like, no, I'm actually the devil. <laughs> and then he's like, you're all my slaves. I'm going to kill you all. But, yeah, but doesn't, doesn't part of you, like... Isn't part of you, like, if that were to happen, you'd be like, fuck yeah, I voted for the Antichrist. <laughs> but then at the same time, people who voted McCain would be like, haha, eat it, bitches, I didn't vote for the devil. And, like, they'd, they'd feel so justified in their vote for McCain. I think people would be a lot more satisfied with their voting. Yeah, but he'd probably kill all them first because they didn't <laughs> vote for him. Dude, McCain would just be like, he would, I don't know. I don't know how he would. I don't know how Obama would go about if he was the Antichrist. How he would first start going about like, well, he could keep us in Iraq, and just keep. He could turn the whole world on itself basically by starting wars all over, and then just watch that for a while, and that could take up a year or two, and then he could. Uh, how long? How long is the Armageddon supposed to last? I don't know. I don't. I thought it lasts. I didn't. It la- doesn't it last like seven days. The same amount of time. I think it took it's to something the like world? that. Yeah, it's probably some really the same amount of time it took to create God to create the Earth or whatever the universe. Yeah. And then the, he's the, gonna the, tear the it down. He's gonna tear it down. It should Dude, be. The Antichrist is like a punk rocker, man. It should like, be tear like down the walls. It should be like six days, six hours, and six minutes. <laughs> and six seconds. And six, 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 seconds. six, six, six. Yep. The number of the f- quad beast. So he'd have to get pretty busy. I don't know how he could. I don't know. It's strange. He d- well, he can. Satan can take control of all dogs. Really? Apparently, like the hounds of hell or whatever. So he could like turn animals on people. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's fuck. You want to know something fucked up? Like it's kind of on top of it because it's like like kind of like the dogs killing people. When I was a kid. Um, I remember running around the playground and going and thinking, okay, like, I'd look at, look at an anthill, right? Look at an anthill and see the hundreds of ants just swarming around the hill. And I was like, what if every ant in the planet was the same size of, of, of a human? Wouldn't that be fucked up? Okay. <laughs> so what if the, How what, is if that the on topic? what if, what if the devil came and like turned every insect in the world giant and like, and they came back at us for squishing them all these years Think I don't that think, shit. I don't think he could have that power. Why not? He has the power to get elected as a black president. <laughs> he has the power to overcome racism and segregation. Yeah, I just think... <laughs> I think that uh, Bush is going to go down in the history books as being the president that did such a bad job that the United States finally turned to a black man. Because he always says, oh, they're going to remember me in the history books, and that's probably exactly why they're going to remember him. Because he did such a terrible job that America needed such a radical change that they turned to to the Antichrist. I don't think he's the worst, though, because at least he didn't get impeached. Like, we've had presidents who've been impeached, or about to be impeached. He won it, it, even if they were like, yeah... Like, he would have fought that so hard, dude. Like, he got away with everything. He he would have found some way to get away with that, too, even if it it's, was, like, suggested. Like, I don't, it, I don't I don't think that matters. I think the funny thing is, whether you like him or you hate him, I think the best thing about Bush, though, is that literally, like, everything he says or does, he is such a fucking cartoon character. I know. Like, we were watching the inauguration, and we were watching, um, <laughs> Jake and I were watching it in... They were on the steps. Obama was going to walk him down to the helicopter, but they were stuck on the steps longer because fucking Cheney's a cripple and couldn't get into his car fast That was enough. hilarious, by the yeah. way. But, yeah. So he's so they're on the stairs uh, a pretty long time, and like uh, the Michelle Obama is, like leans in and says something to President, you know, ex President Bush, and like he just started laughing, and just you look at him and he's and like everyone who does a Bush impression, especially like John Stewart when he does his, he's like. Hey, yeah, George Bush, and then he like does a little chuckle and like yeah. chuckles with his like shoulders. Yeah. He does that. I know. He is a fucking cartoon character, and he is so funny to watch. And like just the fact that he would, 
the shit that he would say in like press conferences about being a straight shooter and like things like that or being from Texas like he he will go down in the history books as the most amusing president we've ever had and yeah. for that I am forever grateful <laughs> like it's really <laughs> strange cause like people are probably gonna miss him and like I, I don't know I probably will in some cases just cause like <laughs> it was funny to like just see but like it's such like the wrong thing to find funny cause it's like here's our leader he's a complete <laughs> jackass and he's just hilarious <laughs> Like, he was such, like, he was, he was such, like, a non-president. Like, he did not carry himself as a leader in any way, shape, or form. And he, he was like your buddy. He failed in everything <laughs> that he did. And, like... It was like, it was like, he was like, it was like The Office. And he was Steve Carell. I know. And the country was everyone that worked at The Office. He wanted to be our pal. It was so, And he wanted like, to make us yeah. laugh. He didn't even, he just, like, he just went about everything the complete wrong way. Like, he... <laughs> He would just get, like, the fucking cliff notes of everything happening in the world and, like, make his decisions based on his gut feeling and what he thought God told him to do. Like, I don't even know, like, what to compare him to. Like, he's great. No, I, I miss him already. <laughs> he's great. No, I do. I miss him. I miss him. He, uh, I don't know. You can, you can, you can, uh... He used no logic whatsoever in anything he, he did. I don't know. Here's, here's this, here's my serious point. He almost, he almost died choking on a pretzel. Like... <laughs> 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 Dude, come on, that's awesome. Like, who can say that about their president? Like, and he's like, and he, the best thing about him is, is like, after all this, and he knows, like, everybody... I don't even, like, know if he necessarily knows how much people just hate him and how stupid he is. Because, like, he just still, after fucking eight years as president, he still seems completely oblivious to thinking he did anything wrong, which is also, like, <laughs> just hilarious in some aspect. Because, like, I think I part know. of him is kind of bummed out. Like, like I feel if, bad if for I the guy. Uh, like, if I thought he was a guy that was actually, like, doing all this stuff and, like, scheming everything, like, then you'd feel one way. But, like, I really think for a majority of the things he's done, he just a has absolutely no idea. Like, he's completely incompetent. Like, I don't know. There's there's no way we'd have an incompetent president. In he's his just... mind, he just thinks he's the shit. He thinks he's, like, the best president to ever be. I think, uh, I feel kind of bad for the guy, though. Like, look at all this, like, anti-Bush shit. Like, if I was, like, a leader... And, like, I saw how much people, like, hated me. I'd be bummed out. Like, people wear t-shirts that say, fuck Bush. A t-shirt that says, fuck this guy. Like, if I saw someone wearing a t-shirt that said, fuck Casey, and it had a picture of me on it, like, I'd be bummed out that someone was so mad at me at some point that they made a t-shirt to, like, show me how pissed off they were at me. Well, first of all, being the leader of the free world, you have to expect stuff like that to some point. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But... You know, I'd still be bummed out. Him just being, like, there are things that he could have done to avoid that type of stuff. Like, being literate and at least, like, <laughs> acting like he was somewhat intelligible. But he just really had just, like, an I don't give a shit attitude for, well, like, everything he did. And I That's think what happens when you elect a Texan. No, <laughs> like no. somebody from, like... The no, most, I think like, well, just fuck it, state, and then I think what, what I think what a lot of people don't realize and think about. I mean, maybe they realize it, but they probably don't think about it. Is that uh, a president? What he says, what he does, and and what you know, everything about a president. Um, not you know, not ninety percent of that is his decision. Like what he says in his speeches has been written for him. The way he dresses has been has been chosen for him. Where he appears and what you know what what he's doing at, at these places is predetermined, and what he's going to say at these places and things is also predetermined. Like, but like, he could yeah, have at he, least he, like he, taken like the initiative to like <clears throat> at least like I don't know practice. He's just the not stuff a very good speaker. About to say it or like try and make himself look like he knew what he was talking about because like it just seems like he just put. Not much forethought in anything he did. I don't know. So I don't know. When it comes down to it, um, I think he he will go down in the history books as the president who, like, did the shit that some asshole had to do. Like, yeah, they had, like you can argue all you want about weapons of mass destruction, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, like, he took out, like, 
because of the, his decisions and his cabinet's decisions, uh, Saddam Hussein is no longer in power. He is in jail, or he's hung, he's dead. He, like, because of, of what George Bush did, this, like, evil fucking asshole is gone. And that's cool. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, if we had to suffer through him for eight years to get rid of, you know, the next Hitler before it happened or something, then that's fine. Uh, but, whatever. You know, I mean, we can bitch about it all we want, but the eight years are over. We need to be optimistic, and we need to, you know, we've got this new dude who's pretty hip, and I know he doesn't like country music very much, and uh, he seems pretty pretty with it. He's, he's from the ghetto, as they say. I bet he likes rap. Alright, this is boring. Yeah, let's, uh, well, I think we're hitting, uh, I think Douche we're bag the of the week. Yeah, it's time for the douchebag of the week. Uh, we're getting close to the end of this cast here. Um, so Matt, who, go ahead, tell us, uh, who's, who's the douchebag of the week, Matt? Well, first I just want to clear up what I said. I didn't mean anything bad about Texans, but I just thought, <laughs> Barack, I just fuck thought, uh, Texans. Bush was just a, uh, he's just a cowboy. He's just, like, yeehaw! He's just a cowboy, like, just yeah. doing his own thing, sort of. There's nothing wrong with that. He'll be remembered. But the well, douchebag of the week is... Yeah, uh, douchebag of the week isn't George Bush. We're not going to go there. Well, I don't know if you can blame it on this guy for how bad the economy is, but we're going to I blame it. No, dude, he, this guy, he's been there before the economy started this bad shit. He loves it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, he's loving it. 72-year-old retires after 39 years... At McDonald's. Go! I'm trying to find the about what's on the rest of the story though, because above that, the title of the story is "Ketchup in Her Blood." <laughs> so I mean, it must be oh, that's ketchup for, in her blood since she's been working there so metaphorically, long. Metaphorically, yeah, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, so I get it now. But fucking a, how could you work at a? Okay, first of all, you're 72, still working, I guess. Shit, that's not their fault. Well, maybe it is because they started working at McDonald's 39 years ago yeah, and never decided to get out of that job. God, thir- God damn it. I that's, w- like, uh, that's like there's this very old lady who works at the Arby's down the street from us. And uh, one time we were there and I was I was in the car with some people and we were ordering a five for five because we all wanted like some curly fries or something. So we we're going to order like two orders of mozzarella sticks and like three curly fries. And so I go to the window, I'm like, can I get five for five? She's like, yes! And I was like, all right. I was like, uh, can I get three medium curly fries and two uh, mozzarella sticks? And she goes, how many sandwiches? And I go, what? She goes, how many sandwiches? Like, how many sandwiches? And I was like, uh, none. <laughs> she goes, okay, drive forward. <laughs> she wanted to know how many sandwiches I was ordering, and I didn't order any. What a bitch. <laughs> so I think uh, old people need to be euthanized. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. That's it's fast thing. food, and they're fucking 80 years old. It's not going to be... It's not fast food, that's It's not going to be fast, and it's they can't even hear you, so... I don't know. It's just... But she was uh, loving it. Why would you work at a place for that long and be so old and... Still work there. She her excuse for being old is the fact that she lived. (laughs) She should like I don't know, but if I she's done now I guess seventy two years old. You're gonna have a lot of other things to do now I guess. Or she gonna work at Burger King. (laughs) She's gonna switch allegiance. She finally got sick of the fries. She's going to the other place. Yep. Oh shit. Douchebag. Our first douche woman douchebag of the week, along with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Why is he the douchebag of the week? Because I don't remember what our reason was in the beginning, but oh. it's okay to make fun of his cancer, so because he's, he's a douchebag. He's going to roundhouse kick us. Ghost 2, starring <laughs> his actual ghost. Just It's just... <laughs> A picture of it. I want to make that movie and just have. <laughs> it's it just like, Demi Moore crying at his funeral, and that's the movie. It's just his grave. A shot <laughs> of his people... grave for an hour and a half, and then someone comes and pisses on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking nothing happens, but 
Wow. Somebody, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think we can yeah. wrap it up now. Yeah, I think we're running out of things to say. Uh, yeah, we're done. Thanks for listening to uh, Mayor Radio. Uh, this is Casey. And this is Matt. Check us out at uh, mayorradio.blogspot.com. Shoot us an email at mayorradiopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you email us, we'll have more things to talk about because we can talk about your shitty email and how bad you type. <laughs> yep. So uh, I... this is Mayor Radio signing off. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. Stormy light, battle rages for the right for what we're